And uh, But today we are in the book of Acts. If you want to turn to Acts, if you have your Bible, we'll have the verses up here on the screen, so no problem if you don't. But if you're using the Bible, we hand it out at the beginning. It's page 923. And if you need a Bible, be our guest. Take one on the way out. All kinds of books back there. Anything you want, just help yourself to. That's all back there, okay? And But we're in the book of Acts, and the book of Acts is about having victory no matter what is going on in our life. No matter what we're facing, uh, we can have victory through faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the book of Acts. So uh, if you need uh, some power today, you're in the right place. You're, we landed on the perfect passage today in the book of Acts for Resurrection Sunday. Perfect. Okay, I, I planned it. But, but I, was, I was aiming. I was aiming. I had to keep things moving to get there just the right. And the, we're in Acts 16, verses 22 to 34. What a story. And I put the title for, Are You Realizing Your Resurrection Power? Are you realizing your resurrection power on a daily life? How would you like to have superpowers? If you could have superpowers of any superhero, who would you want to who would you want to be? Go ahead, shut it out. We all have our favorites. Spider Man, Superman, right? Batman, you know, all the different powers and Spider Man's my personal favorite. Not the new Spider Man, but the original real Spider Man. Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. You guys know the the cartoon version's the real version, right? Yeah. He was he was great. He was great. Now if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you haven't yet, I'm going to give you lots of chances today to do it. But but if you have never put your if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you said, God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sin. He rose from the dead for me to give me a brand new life. I turn away from my old life. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I give my life to him. If you have done that, guess what? You have superpowers. You have superpowers, and a lot of you might, don't even, might not even realize that. And that's what the book of Acts is all about, living in the power of the Holy Spirit, is the book of Acts is all about. The moment you say, I put my faith in Jesus, give my life to him, turn, ask you to forgive my sin, turn away from that, turn away from the, all the garbage in my life, I give it all up, I put my faith in Jesus, give my life to him, I want to live for Jesus Christ. The moment you do that, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us, and and he transforms us. Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. The moment you put your faith in Christ, you actually became a new creature, a new creation. Remember when Spider-Man, you remember how he became Spider-Man? He, he got bit by a spider. You know that? He got bit by the spider. And as soon as that happened, all of a sudden he started realizing these spider senses. You know, he could, you know, sense things and climb walls and, and, and strong. And he could do everything a spider could. He had these spider senses. And the same thing happens to us spiritually. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes inside. God's word says that we have the Holy Spirit. We become a new creation. And we, we have these new spiritual senses that we can, we can now read the Bible, and the Bible used to be boring to us, or we couldn't understand it. All of a sudden, it comes alive. It's on fire. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any, any double-edged sword. And it all of a sudden comes alive to us. And we start to realize that we have sin in our life. Before, we would do, live any way we want and, and, and didn't see the damage it was doing to us or other people. And all of a sudden, we have this conviction of the Holy Spirit. And we start to see things, and we're convicted. 
convicted and it's crazy. And then we can also, as, as we read the Bible and as we're praying, we can hear the Holy Spirit, not with our ears, but in our heart. We, uh, all of a sudden we, we, we just sense the Holy Spirit. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit, Romans says. And we, we start to just sense things that we never saw before and, and hear things spiritually and, and convicted. And it, this all happens. And now, not only that, we have superpowers to fight villains. Did you know that? You now can fight villains. The worst villain of all, you can fight evil monsters. Every one of us, if you put your faith in Jesus, you're required to do that. Romans, I'm sorry, Revelation 12. In Revelation 12, 9, it says, the, the great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. You can fight the ultimate villain of all, the monster, the serpent, Satan. Look at what it says. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. This is going to happen in the book of Revelation. We're in the process of fighting him now. Verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of our Christ for the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony they did not love their life so much as to shrink from death we can overcome the ultimate monster by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony that we have put our faith in Jesus Christ. That's the power that we have. And the crazy thing is now just we can now just like uh, like Spider-Man, we can absorb any shot to us, any pain, just like Spider-Man. You know, he, he pound him. What does Spider-Man always do? He gets back up. Doesn't matter what they throw on, throw on top of him. He just gets back up somehow. And we are the same way spiritually. We are the same way spiritually. In fact, every attack on us, spiritual attack, every temptation that we get hit with and we fight it, every time we get hit with a trial, everything that hits us actually increases our power. Did you know that? It's supposed to, it's all there to increase our power. Romans 12, I'm not sorry, Romans 5 verse 3 says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. <laughs> Who wrote that? Paul, Paul, the same guy who wrote the book of Acts, who lived out what we're going to see today. We also rejoice in our suffering. <laughs> Anybody rejoice in their suffering this week? Well, you missed out on some power. Look at this. Because we know that our suffering develops perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. You get that? The trials increase our spiritual power. They increase our, our perseverance, our, our spiritual character. They're actually for our good. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you now have resurrection power. If you haven't, we're going to pray at the end. You're going to, everybody's going to have a chance to do that. And we, and I end every sermon that way. But, but the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available to Everyone who puts their faith in Jesus Christ, every Christian has that same power. Second, second Peter one three, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. 
His divine power has given us everything we need through our knowledge of him. Notice that the knowledge, where do we get our knowledge of him? Through God's word. The more we know God's word, the more we meditate on God's word, the more that we memorize God's word and live it out. That's the key to this power is knowing Jesus Christ and his word. And we're going to see the reality of this very thing here in the book of Acts, Acts 16 today with the Apostle Paul who wrote you know, the Romans 5, 3 to 5. We're going to see this, the same reality shown to us that we can have the same power that Paul had. Doesn't mean we don't have a hard time. Doesn't mean we aren't sad. Doesn't mean we aren't stressed. Doesn't mean any of that. We, but in the midst of all that, we can still experience resurrection power. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for everyone who's here. We know we're never here by accident, whether we're here live or watching somewhere. Lord, there's a reason that you have a word for us from your word. Your Holy Spirit wants to do something in our life. And I pray that everyone here would know resurrection power and salvation through Jesus Christ. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's uh, let's uh, read the, 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 the verses. Start with verse 22, and I guess I'll use the screen here. The crowd, uh, okay, now, uh, don't forget, Paul and Silas had just freed a, a girl who's demon-possessed. If you weren't here last time, demon-possessed, she was a fortune teller. They freed her from that demonic possession, and this is the thanks they get. Here we go. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. I bet they were, right? Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains, everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them washed their wounds, then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Wow. Now remember, they just cast this demon out of this girl. They set her free, and what was the reward? They're flogged. They're flogged and chained in prison. Like I said last week, don't If you free folks from Satan's lies, if you free folks from the world's bondages, if you do that, expect attacks. Expect it. You're going to be attacked if you show people Jesus Christ and how to be set free. I was seeing this week some articles of of individuals who uh, were transgendered that had changed their sex and they and they found Jesus Christ and they found freedom in Jesus Christ and they were saved and they're starting to share their stories. Of course, you've read, you've seen that on CNN and everywhere else, right? 
No, the media is savaging these people. The 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 the, the uh, uh, Twitter and everything else. The social media is banning them. Don't, they're trying to keep their stories from being told. Why? Because it's the truth. Exactly, because it's the truth. They're getting attacked for telling the truth that they found out who they really are in Jesus Christ and they return to that who they are in Christ. And they're saved and they're, they're finding their purpose and who they are. And there's just beautiful stories. You cry when you read them. Uh, you're going to have to search, uh, not Google. They won't have them on either. You got to go, go, duck, go, or whatever it's called. You got to use one of these other search engines to find it because they're blocked on Google. Shocking, right? Uh, you know, and so, but, but it's because it's the truth. It's the truth. I have this card sitting on my desk to remind me of something. It says here, it says, truth, it's the new hate speech. I ran that off. I stuck out my truth. It's the new hate speech. And then listen to this. During times of universal deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. George Orwell. We're seeing it, aren't we? And then I wrote a little note underneath that hit me when I was one day. It said, truth sounds like hate. Truth sounds like hate to those who hate the truth. Isn't that true? Truth sounds like hate to those who hate the truth. And, and listen, who do they really hate? The truth. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said that. Jesus didn't say, I have the truth. He said, I am the truth. People really deep down hate Jesus until they find Jesus and they're set free, which is this is all about. Wait till we see these people set free. And that's what I want to focus on today is Paul's response to this hate and the result of his response. And let's start verse 23 again here where it says, after they had been severely flogged. Anybody ever been severely flogged here? I grew up on a farm once or twice. But anyway, uh, farmers, uh, milking hoses they're called. But anyway, but this was severe. When they were done, bloody pulp on the back. That's what they did. The Romans did to them. They had been severely flogged. They were thrown into prison, and the other and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose the jailer woke up <laughs> you bet he did uh, it, 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 they were severely flogged they were put in stocks and chains and what was their response praying and singing hymns till around midnight they're still singing and praying praying and singing hymns till midnight if I go a little bit over today, I bet some of you get up and go out and grab your lunch, right? But they're going till midnight, you know. I'm having fun here. I won't go past. I won't go past. But how, how many times have I, Todd, how many times have you heard, I just can't worship, Todd, with this, this style of music or these instruments. I want an organ or I don't want an organ or I, I want, you know, we need padded chairs. Well, we got them now. We want padded pews. Remember the padded pews? If only, right? How many times you, if only you would do the songs I like or the style I like, then I could worship, right? How many times have you heard that? And this passage, just I, I use this on lots of people who give me that. If only I said, if only we focused on God, 
We can worship anytime, anywhere. Right? If we're focused on God. And, and how could they do this? They're, they're worshiping and praying midnight. How could they do it? Because they had resurrection power. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, which is what we've been talking about. Paul also wrote the words from the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 5, 18 to 20. The command, he says, and do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get that? For everything? Even beatings? Even imprisonments? You're getting the point, right? We're getting the point, aren't we? You get things, and notice it, it's a command, but it's a command to allow something. It's in the passive voice. Do not get drunk. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instead, be filled. It's a command to be, to allow something. It's the passive. You have to allow something. And how do we allow it? By praying and, and, and worshiping and, 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 and giving thanks. That's how it happens. It recharges us. And I've used this example before. It's like a cell phone. When your cell phone, uh, that doesn't work down here. <laughs> that worked out well, right, Rob? It all worked out. I'm, I'm joking. But anyway, the kids used to always be on it, not any adults. But anyway, uh, but the cell phone... How, when you want to use your cell phone, what do you got to do? You got to recharge it. And uh, after you use it a little bit, you got to go back and recharge it again. And you have to keep doing it. And you have to plug it in or, or you find one of these charger stations. You can set it on and it, it charges up. Every That's what we have to do spiritually. Every Christian is commanded to do this. We have to be constantly be recharging. It's vital to be filled daily with the Holy Spirit. And it happens when we, we're worshiping God and we're praying to God. That allows, we put ourselves in the place to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How often do we need to do that? Well, how often do you need to recharge your cell phone? All the time, right? Every day at least. But all, we have to constantly be charged. In fact, I always tell people, put on the, your phone, you know, that, the, on the, the face of the phone, put Ephesians 5, 18 to 20. Put the verses there. Just to remind you, every time you plug in, am I plugged in spiritually? Same thing. And, and when we do that, the Holy Spirit gives us a supernatural ability to live in victory no matter what we're going through. If we're constantly allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us, realizing that resurrection power, the Holy Spirit gives us the supernatural ability to live in victory no matter what. And look at the result of doing that, of being filled and living in victory no matter what. Look at the result in verse 23. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and, and the jailer was um, hold on oh, oh the jailer was commanded to. Guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of God, and other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open. Look at the result of this, the, of, of them living in the Holy Spirit's power and resurrection power. The other prisoners were listening to them. Listening to them, they're probably shocked. How can they have this? How can they pray and sing after they've just been beaten and thrown into prison? Uh, how, how can they have joy? How can they have peace here? And they were listening. Little something. They were listening to their prayers and songs to get a clue. 
They weren't sleeping. Paul and Silas were singing and praying, and, and the other prisoners looked at They were living. They were trying to get a clue. Understand something. People are watching us. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you claim to be following Jesus, they're going to watch us. The good, the bad, and the ugly. They see it all. They see it all. All right? They're going to be watching us. They're going to, they're going to look to see how we go through life, how we go through life's trials, how we handle the, the shots and the smackdowns, how we handle that. They're going to be watching to, to see how we go through that. And then look at the ultimate result here in this passage. Then after that, there's this violent, they're watching, and then there's this violent earthquake. And the prison doors fly open, the, the chains come loose, Paul and Silas are set free. They're set free. But you know what? They already were free. They were already free. Even in prison. The earthquake just showed something visibly that was already a reality in their life, right? They were already free. They had the Holy Spirit's power and and their worship and prayer allowed them to transcend what they were going through. It allowed them to transcend where they were physically, what they were, what the trials allowed them to transcend it. They were never, they were never in a dark, stinking prison, were they? Where were they? In the presence of God. They were with Jesus. I can only imagine the song. You don't have to wait till we get to heaven. We can be with Jesus any time through that, that, that fellowship with him and, and that praising and that, and that prayer. They were, they, were, they were there the whole time in God's presence. And look at the impact that was made on those around them because of that. Look at the impact. The other prisoners also had their door, the chains come loose. They had the prison doors all open. Those who witness resurrection power in our life are also going to be shown the way to freedom. We, when they see us go through this with the Holy Spirit's power, that shows others the way to Jesus, the way to freedom, the way to real life. That's what it shows people. And look what, and even the jailer, look what happened to the jailer. He woke up, not just physically, but spiritually he woke up. Verse 27, the jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. Look at the impact that had. This jailer was persecuting them, right? He was keeping them locked away. But he was also in prison. He was also in a prison of fear. What did he do? He almost committed suicide think of the despair and the fear that was ruling this guy's life and some bad event set it off and he was ready to kill himself he was ready to end it he was he was he was in spiritual despair and fear wasn't he and as obvious he obviously had heard paul and silas 
praying and worshiping. He heard their message because look what he says to them. He doesn't bring, look what he says right when he brings them out. How can I be saved? That's the first thing he says. How can I be saved? He had heard what they were, they were doing. You think people are attacking you and people don't like you and people saying hateful things? You don't think they're hearing? You don't think they're seeing what you're, what you're doing? They don't think they notice how you're living? You don't think they notice? The Holy Spirit's power. And it takes something, a crisis in their life, to set them off and say, how can I have that too? You know what I'm talking about. How can I have that too? How can I be saved? But when he heard and saw the power, he was saved and his whole family with them. And I see this all the time. Here's Barbara McDonald sitting in the front. Since Barbara came here and became a Christian, you've been through a buzzsaw. A buzzsaw. You talk about loss and suffering and struggles and, and all that you have gone through. And now look who's sitting next to you. Marty, your son. Each time it's easier. And who knows who will be sitting to you next Easter. Right? It will be, you see my point? When we go through that and people see that, they're touched. Their lives are touched. That's what happens. So many others here that also have, take, have taken a licking and keep on ticking. Right? You took a licking and keep on ticking. Right? So you know what I remember that? Right? And because of your faith, because of the Holy Spirit, doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it's easy. Lots of tears. Lots of sleepless nights, lots of wrestling with God in our prisons, in those deep, dark prisons, a lot of wrestling with God. And, and, but, but, we, but through our faith and through the Holy Spirit's power, some of you have gone through cancer and are battling cancers now and, and other physical battles. It's brutal, right? Others have, have, have gone through family crises with your marriages and, and your prodigals, <laughs> our prodigals, right? Uh, some have lost loved ones. It's brutal. Lost loved ones. And you've gone... Th- Going through that pain and that grief that really never quite ends, does it? And, and, and people have seen that. All, all, and and we, they've seen the Holy Spirit. Somehow we get through in a whole way. We don't turn to the things that the world turns to and our friends turn to. We're not, you know, turning to the, 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 the drugs and the pills and the alcohol and, and other things, whatever. You know, you fill in the blanks. We don't turn to those things. We're in pain, but we turn to Jesus. People see that. They see it. All of us have had our lives turned upside down. Forget, forget that what I just said. All of us have had our lives turned upside, upside down by COVID, right? And all the craziness the last couple of years. Can it, has it, how crazy. And it's far from over. It's far from over. If you haven't listened to my Daniel Revelation series I did during the, the shutdown, you better listen because it's just the beginning of birth pains. The birth hasn't, isn't even, it's gotten a lot worse. It's coming. But we have come through our struggles. We have come through our struggles with stronger faith. We have come through them closer to Jesus than we've ever been before. Closer. Because of our faith in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit's power. And that is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We all have the same resurrection 
power if we put our faith in Jesus Christ. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and are we realizing that? We have the power of the Holy Spirit. In Colossians 1.28 says, Paul, once again, here we go, Paul. We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. We struggle with his energy. It's his power. Are, are, are we living in resurrection power no matter what we are going through today? Are we living in the Holy Spirit's power and resurrection power? Are we living free? Not free of pain. Not free of trials, not free of struggles, not free of grief and sadness. No, are we, are we living free through worship and prayer? Are we in God's presence? Are we transcending what we're going through? If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out on the whole point of the resurrection power. Jesus said, in this world you have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. In this world, you'll have trouble. But he's overcome that world, and we can overcome with him. And once again, it doesn't mean we don't struggle. It doesn't mean that we're not sad. It doesn't mean that we don't need people to come alongside of us and encourage us. It, doesn't mean, it just means that we can make it. We can make it day after day, walking by faith. Can those around us, are they seeing Jesus Christ's resurrection power? Are they seeing us miserable or moping or mad? Or, you know, we all work through that. We wake up that way every day, right? I'm not judging that. We wake up like that, but do they see us working through it? Working through it. Do they see that in our life? Do they see it? Uh, are they seeing that resurrection power? Do they see our peace in the midst of pain and trials? Do they, do they see it? Are they getting it? You know, I've had so much trouble with my eyes. You know, I've got a lot of trouble with my eyes. If you haven't been here, you don't know. But it's been nutty. nothing like a lot of you have gone through. But, but it's been aggravating. And, and I'll, I finally got the other eye. I did one lens, this one. one finally got this other one done. I get my, the, the, the bandage off, and, I, and the white bandage comes off, and all I saw was white bandage still. I couldn't see anything. And I was like, God, what is going on? Why? And, and I remember praying about it because I was mad. I was moping. I was all that stuff. Why? And then I'm like, wait, you know what? Maybe there's someone who needs to see me going through this so that they can see you, God. So if that's the case, have at it. (laughs) Be careful what you pray. Be careful what you pray. But, But finally, 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 I could start seeing with this other eye, and now I can see really, really well. Uh, and wouldn't you know what? The last person I would expect, I'm not going to tell you who it was, but someone who had seen me going through this and was not following Jesus in any way or open to Jesus anyway, but that person said to me, I'll never forget it, I said, I, I'm starting to finally see. I, can, I really see. I'm so encouraged. And, and, and that person said, it's because of your faith. Your faith helped you go through this whole crazy time. And, and your faith is what is, is helping you. They, this, this person is not a Christian, still not a Christian, but they said that. Shocked me. I can't say who it is because I don't want to upset them. And they may just never know. They might watch this, right? Uh, but but <clears throat> it's because you trusted God. 
And isn't that what it's all about, really? Our faith and trusting God. And if we need to go through something so other people can see Jesus, they see the resurrection power. How is God working in your life? And maybe you're saying you don't have resurrection power. Maybe you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. Do you want it? You can have it now by putting your faith in Jesus. There's only one way to get it, though. It's through Jesus Christ. And I, I came across this, uh, the, 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 I think they're called mems. Uh, show me the, the Jesus. Yeah, this is so good. There, there are, did I say it right, Mem? Thank you. <laughs> Me, thank you, me, me. You can tell my kids make fun of me all the time. I say everything wrong. Dad, it's not that. It's a meme. Okay, now I remember now. Okay. They're so aggravated with me. Anyway. What I have to go through. But anyway. There are 4,200 world religions. Got that? But there's only one empty tomb. There's only one man who conquered Sin, death, and hell forever. There's only one way to heaven. His name is Jesus Christ. At least I got that right. Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? You can have salvation, sanctification, and resurrection power, a transformed life right now by putting your faith in Jesus. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Let's pray. Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith in Jesus. You believe in him, you know about him, but you've never put your faith in him. You've never given your life to him. You've never let him wash you clean and make you a brand new creature. You can do that now. You don't need a ritual. You don't need a religious person to help you. All you need is a prayer between you and God the Father. The simple prayer of faith. The saving prayer of faith. God, I want Jesus. I want new life in Jesus. I don't want the garbage. I don't want the sin. I don't want the shame anymore. I walk away. I repent of that. I ask you to forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in your son Jesus. I trust my hope in your son Jesus. His death for me. His resurrection from the dead for me. I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to you, God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If you have put your faith in Jesus, 
that something amazing has happened to you. You're not going to fully realize it, but it's a lot stronger than any radioactive spider. It's the Holy Spirit's power is in you now. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ, and your life will never be the same. I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Maybe you have a family member or a friend here or someone, a coworker, or someone at school, someone who you know is a Christian. Let somebody know. Or you can fill out the card in the bulletin, stick it in the box. You can tell me on the way out. My number's on the back. Email me, call me. Let me know. Let somebody know so that we can be excited for you and help you take the steps forward as a new Christian, a new creation in Jesus. We'll be able to encourage you. For those of us already Christians, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Are, people, are, we, are we experiencing resurrection power? Are we recharging that spiritual cell phone every day? No matter what we're going through. Are people seeing Jesus' power in us? Father, I pray that every one of us would connect with you constantly and experience the joy and the peace and the transformation and the purpose in our life that you want us to experience. I pray that this would be an awesome Resurrection Sunday for every person here, here or watching this. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.